I'm Alex Melia, and this is Our Voices Through Lockdown. A stage for real people to tell the real stories we never get to hear. In this series, we hear personal stories as we emerge from the pandemic. If you've been touched by any of these stories, please share them with a friend so they can enjoy them as well. Let's get into today's episode. The impact of that particular period on me was was huge because you could just see how vulnerable we all are. This is Chrissy, a freelancer in her early 50s living in London. Chrissy has many strings to her bow. I work as a tutor, a coach. I support other people who are setting up businesses. I'm also a poet. I've just recently got some poems published in a book. I'm finding that being older, not having childcare responsibilities, being of a certain age of a woman, it's, it's an exciting time really. It's a time where we can reinvent ourselves. When the first lockdown was announced in March 2020, Chrissy, feeling isolated from her family in Brighton, decided she wanted to help her community in any way she could. There was a call out on the community board for people who would possibly come in and help in the food bank. She signed up immediately. I basically started as soon as they wanted and what we were doing was fielding calls from lots and lots of people who suddenly found themselves without the facility to either access the food bank or they lost their job and they had no way of getting any money. The need for food banks during the pandemic rose 500%. Thousands were facing financial issues and redundancies. This meant many families were forced to use support services for the very first time. Families where one of the parents had lost a job and you have to wait five weeks on universal credit before you get any money, so they had to access the food bank. In the midst of a busy day answering calls, Chrissy picked up the phone to a man who was distressed, agitated and out of breath. He said, I've been cycling around to all the food banks and none of them are open. I just need to get some food. I just really need to get some food. I'm so hungry. Chrissy's caring instincts kicked in. She could tell the man was desperate and needed a kind and patient ear. He'd said that he'd gone to London Bridge and then he'd cycled back to Camberwell and then he'd cycled to Elephant. You could just see and sense that he'd just been manically cycling around trying to find something to eat. All food banks had closed their doors because of the rising cases of coronavirus infections. People weren't allowed to be stood together or come into the building. So the food bank had to literally overnight figure out another way of getting food to people. Chrissy had to explain to him that he would have to access the food he needed another way. He'd have to give us his address and that we would have to deliver it. And there was at least, in the beginning, when they were setting up the system, there was probably a 72-hour wait for people to get food. So you can imagine that is extremely distressing. She helped him get set up on the system, but noticed he was reluctant to put the phone down. What he was looking for as well, on top of the food, was for someone to listen, because he's had this huge, huge anxiety. And just the fact that when he called up and I was kind and talked to him and said, you know, look, this is a very anxious time where everybody's anxious. She wanted him to feel like he wasn't alone, that they were in this together, collectively feeling lost and helpless, but just doing the best they could. After chatting to him for a while, she could tell his nerves were settled. He said to me, 
thank you so much, he said, because it was just the fact that you listened and you helped me with my anxiety. And it was the fact that I could be honest back with him and say, yeah, my anxiety's up. Chrissy empathised with this man. She was in the care system herself as a child and knew the hopelessness of feeling like there were no options. At 16, not now, it's 18 now, but at 16, without any parents or without any support, I went out into the world and there were times when I didn't eat. I'm not being melodramatic, like I had a month with having to wait for money. So I basically, you know, went times without having any food and I didn't know that you could get support and help. I just, it wasn't something that was in my radar at all. So I think there's many, many people that are helping and doing good things. But I think me personally, it resonates and comes from a different place because I know what that's like to suddenly have nobody to help you and look after you and have no safety net. You know, and that's what it felt like for that man on his bicycle. He'd lost his safety net. That safety net she talks about is all too easily taken for granted when we have it. At the food bank, there was a Spanish community who were trying to access the food packages. They hadn't used the service before and didn't know how. They'd start talking to me in Spanish and my Spanish isn't very good. I can say hola, la cuenta, por favor. That's about it. None of the other volunteers spoke Spanish, but Chrissy had an idea. So we went into the community WhatsApp group and asked for a Spanish-speaking person to record what the people had to do in order to get food. And then when the person rang up, we would put the telephone headphone next to the recording and press the recording so that the people could understand what they could do. Every phone call that Chrissy picked up was a step towards helping someone get the support they needed. There was one guy that came on the phone and he was looking for a way to support unaccompanied asylum seekers and he was telling me that lots of these young people, they don't know anyone, they don't have any... They don't know have a family, they don't have anyone around. So as a middle person, I was able to link him up with another organisation who were providing hot meals and we put them together. Through this job, she felt a sense of purpose and belonging. What a lot of people did was they really, really came together and I had that sense of being a cog in that wheel of community and that was really, really important to me. You know, rather than be sat at home on my own, drinking a cider and eating hummus, which is what I did sometimes as well. But those days of going to the food bank felt really, really important for me. The more she worked at the food bank, the more she began to appreciate the value in a skill that is often overlooked, listening. When I was going into the food bank, I would always prepare myself like mentally to really listen to what the person was saying to me, not fix the situation straight away, really, really listen. Feeling truly heard and understood by someone, a friend, a colleague, or even a stranger can be rare. Often others can be caught up in their own problems or have something else on their mind. Chrissy was focused on the people she was helping and they felt that. We all have insight, our own insight and wisdom about what is gonna be the solution for us personally. We just have to have the space to figure it out. So often when we listen to people, like listen to the man on the bicycle, listen to the Spanish speaking people, listen to the people ringing up who are telling, you know, they've got a baby crying in the background, that can just be enough for them to settle down and have their own insight and wisdom into what's needed for them that day. Lockdown had a different effect on each and every one of us. For Chrissy, 
she's been able to find a silver lining through the struggle. It's made me live more in the moment, be grateful for those small things that we're able to access and have. Because I, I used to feel like, well, I want to go and live here and I want to do this and I want to do that. And what it's helped me to do is be very grateful for the people that showed up in my life continually. I'm very grateful for the fact that I have everything I need. And so I've just kind of stopped striving so much to be over there and have this next thing. I've just become much more present. What really struck me while listening to Chris's story was both her sense of compassion and her resourcefulness. There are so many people who have fallen under the radar during this pandemic. Those most in need of support have often found themselves isolated and ignored. And while most of us will have had our own battles to face during this period, Chrissy has made it her personal goal to help as many people as she can. Wherever there's been an issue in providing people with assistance and support, Chrissy has strived to find a solution. It's people such as her that allow our communities to continue to exist. Without the compassion and efforts of people such as Chrissy, lockdown would have been even more devastating for those who are most vulnerable in our society. If you want to keep in touch with the show and be the first to find out what's coming up next, go to our website, www.ourvoicespodcast.com or follow us on Instagram and Facebook. The links are in the show notes. And if you haven't already, give us a quick follow in your favorite podcast app. See you for another incredible story next week.